You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on? Sports Machine Sean Levine with Chris Unocero. This I don't know what night is it. Monday night, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. The phone number, and I feel like I have to give it out often because I can't remember the damn thing. 913-586-7610. Those are the digits. We have a lot to talk about. We will be definitely more entertaining than the Home Run Derby for the next few hours, so keep it right here. We got to talk about uh, what I saw in St. Louis this weekend in just a minute. You guys aren't going to believe this. I think it's going to upset you the same way that it did me. But first, I have a question. Chris, maybe you can help me out with this one, brother. Um, so my girl got mad at me earlier this week because I don't drink that often, but I did one of those, like I tied one on. It was a friend's bachelor party, and then she had to come pick me up that night, and then I came back, and I was an idiot. But what I did was not on purpose, and she thinks it was. She thinks I did it to be funny. I accidentally put dish soap into the washing machine when I was washing my clothes when I got home drunk, and it obviously ruined the entire thing, at least has for now, like soap for days, and we fell asleep, and it just it was a complete and total mess. It's not completely my fault because she went and got one of those big-ass Costco like dish soap things that kind of looks like it would be a detergent bottle, so I'm kind of blaming it on the packaging. Anyway, so... She got really upset with me, and I'm like, okay, I can take that one. I deserve that. I ruined the washing machine. I was an idiot. But I feel like she's still angry with me because today we went out to the pool, and I get there, and she pulls me aside. And I'm like, oh, no. What did I do this time? And she goes, why are you wearing those? And you would think that I was wearing, like, leopard Speedos or some sort of a pink thong or something. Dude, I was wearing basketball shorts to the public pool. Is that not acceptable? Do you you have to wear swim trunks? To swim? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have better options than wearing basketball shorts to the pool. I knew a lot of people where I grew up in South KC that would do that. But swim trunks are pretty affordable today. It's not about the money. It's about I was wearing them, and I just came in the shorts that I was wearing. Even if they weren't basketball shorts, if they were like, you know, some of those comfortable, like, cozy shorts. I'm like those. I'd wear anything, But, like, you can. You can. Switch right. It doesn't take that. It doesn't take that no, much energy. No, I don't own switch trunks because they have that netting. I don't want the netting. You know the netting I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't need the netting. Get you, get you some swim trunks, man. I'm telling you, I I wasn't the biggest fan of them, but they are very 
comfortable. He liked the netting. He likes yeah, the netting. They're very okay. comfortable all right. when you're swimming. Okay. All right. That's the thing is you need something that's going to that's gonna stay on when you're in the water. Basketball shorts. They got a drawstring. Yeah, but still, that's you know that stuff can come undone. You know how it is with basketball shorts. No, the they Drawstrings did. come undone. They did. So you probably should okay. get some sweats. Right, I appreciate There's it. There's a reason why we created that sort of garment for people to wear. The, those scientists know what they're doing. It's unnecessary. And it couldn't have been scientists that created it. It's definitely some trunks, scientists. But I get your point. There's definitely some scientists. Uno Sarah, the sports machine, it. taking you home for the next three hours. 913-586-7610. Dial us up. Or, of course, that is also the text line. Coming up in a little while, actually before the show, I was looking at one of your tweet tweets, Chris, and it got me a little bit... Uh, Got me a little bit hot and bothered, so we'll talk about that here in just a little you bit. You got hot and bothered for one of my Well, yeah, I got bothered. Not, <laughs> I was about to say, not so hot. I was about to say, man. <laughs> I got bothered. To, if you had to use the shirt to fan yourself off, nah, bro, that's nah. not what I intended, man. Well, you look good in your new Twitter that's, pick, that's not but, what I. You know. That's not what I intended, So man. check this out, dude. I'm in St. Louis over the weekend, and driving around, kind of enjoying myself. Like, I understand that from Kansas City, we're supposed to hate St. Louis, and generally... I don't like a lot of the stuff they do, like their baseball whole thing, their complex and all that's really cool. The arch from the outside is great. It's great. Like when you start driving in, you're like, okay, now we're here. Then you get up inside of it. You're like, all right, that's it. It's not a ride. It's like a roller coaster. It's not that fun. You go up and then they show you around then you come back down anyway. So this is not an anti, you know, necessarily St. Louis take about their monuments, but I saw this twice. They had two different billboards up. That said Chiefs in big red letters. Like, actually, the billboard was red, big yellow letters that said Chiefs. And then it said Missouri's football team. Are we cool with that? We all right with that in St. Louis? Like, I understand that they want to put those all over different parts of Missouri, like the small towns and the farm towns and the highways and all that stuff. I'm totally cool with anywhere in Missouri. But, like, in St. Louis? I don't know. That just, are you all right with that? I mean, from the Chiefs' standpoint... They lost their football team. How is that our fault? So here's the thing. From a Chiefs' standpoint, it's a great situation for them because it's more money for them. I'm sure the Chiefs love the fact that the Rams peaced out on the city. Probably. So that they can go and make more money in that market. That is a a very nice-sized market. And the Chiefs love the fact that they're able to get in there, throw their logo up everywhere, and make a ton of money. So I'm I'm fine with it in that regard. Chiefs make a little bit of extra cash. I'm cool with that. Um, I don't know how many more Chiefs fans are added into the fray. I know a lot of St. Louis people from my time at Mizzou. A lot of those guys rooted for teams not named the St. Louis Rams when I was there. I knew Colts fans. I knew Bears fans. I knew all types of fans. I didn't know very many Rams fans. Dude, that's so. got to suck so much when your team is good like they were a couple of times in St. Louis, and then they end up leaving you. Like, what, would you follow the franchise? Do you go with the team that's in the same state? Do you just say, screw it, I'm not watching football there, anymore? Like, there probably are so fans that, that stuck with them. I mean, it paid off this year, but there are, there are absolutely fans that, that stuck with them. I mean, there were fans that stuck with the Rams when they left L.A. and went to St. Louis, so – uh, certainly there are people like that, but I imagine that there were probably a lot of people there that didn't really care because they weren't a fan of the team anyways. And and the team was not really around for very much, very long anyways. It was less than 25 years because they moved in in the, in the mid, in the mid nineties and they were out for 2020. So they certainly didn't have enough time to really build that big of a fan base to begin with. So, I mean, there's actually a lot of St. Louis people that are Cardinals fans because the Cardinals used to play there. So, see, they've lost their football team a couple of times. That's on. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, That's on y'all. I mean, 
if you don't show up, they've, they've if had, you don't support it's, them. It's not bad. It's bad luck because those teams were transient anyways. The Rams have moved around uh, just as much as like any other team that's moved around a lot. Same True. thing with the Cardinals. Cardinals have moved around a ton. Speaking of the Rams, um, so the Chiefs obviously lost Tyree Kill. I don't know if you heard this, and we'll talk about Chris's tweet about yeah, Tyree Kill. That's, that's news to me. Coming up here just a little bit. Yeah, well, if you didn't hear, like, Chris, the Chiefs, no, Tyree Kill is now a Miami Dolphin breaking news, and he no longer plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. So the Chiefs went out there, and it feels like they tried to not replace Tyree Kill with one guy, but get a bunch of dudes and hope that they basically revert back to their career years, right? Like, hopefully... Marcus Veldas Scantling, who one season had like nine touchdowns a few years ago, can go back to being that guy, right? Hopefully Juju Smith-Schuster, who one time, it was like four or five years ago, several many, many moons ago, had this 1,200, 1,300-yard season and double-digit touchdowns. The Chiefs are kind of hoping that all those guys play up to their capabilities this year because they're going to have to to replace one Tyree kill. So I was kind of looking out there at the free agent market and seeing, okay, if the Chiefs are willing to try and just kind of throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks when it comes to the wide receiver position, because the truth is maybe those guys that I just named go out there and have real big numbers and we ain't tripping that we lost Tyree kill. Or maybe those guys go out there and do what they usually do, which have two or three touchdowns a year and maybe get injured. And then I think pretty quick Chiefs fans are going to go, oh, damn, we had the second, third, fourth, whatever you think he was best wide receiver in the league paired with the best quarterback and now we don't. So I was kind of looking at the free agent market, right? Seeing, is there any anybody out there that the Chiefs could just take a stab at? And funny enough, there's three three wide receivers that are probably, well, at least two of these guys, are going to end up in the Hall of Fame. Julio Jones still out there. Antonio Brown still out there. And Odell Beckham. And the reason that I backed off of three Hall of Famers is, ain't no way Odell Beckham gets the damn Hall of Fame. Stop that. Odell Beckham is probably the most overrated football player of our lifetime. So if you're around my age, like 40 and under, I'd say he's the most overrated player in our lifetime versus production and money that he's made besides Darrell Revis. Look, they're both great, but people talk about them like their first ballot Hall of Famers, and if they retired tomorrow, they'd be considered one of the all-time greats. Chris, since I'm talking, Google it for me. How many career interceptions did Darrell Rivas have? I think you're going to be shocked. Looking at Odell Beckham's stats the last few years, and you can say, yeah, he's injured, or yeah, he didn't have a great quarterback throwing to him in his Giants days. Well, check this out. In the last five years, one, two, three, four, last five years, Odell Beckham's had one season where he had more than 27 catches. So it ain't even worth it if he's willing to play for $15 in tips. Not. 913-586-7610 is the phone number. When it comes to those other dudes, Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, it feels like with both those guys, the Chiefs, maybe later on in the season, those guys are still out there. They kind of see how things are going. They're two or three weeks into this thing. At that point, maybe you'd take a stab at them. If you said, all right, Sean, the Chiefs are going to have to get one or the other. It was only two years ago that Julio Jones had 13 touchdowns and 1,300 yards and was regarded as a top five wide receiver in the league. Now, I will say this about that position. More often than not, when those guys' speed goes, they're, they fade pretty quick. And you can tell that Julio Jones over the last couple of years has definitely lost a step or two in his stat show, and he only played in 10 games last year with the Tennessee Titans. So all I'm saying is if you get Julio Jones and he's super cheap on a one-year deal, there's a chance that he's your best wide receiver. If he can go out there and stay healthy, 
there's a chance, there's an outside shot that he can go out there and put up, what do y'all think the leading receiver for the Chiefs can have this year? Probably not 1,000 yards, probably like 800, 900 yards. I'd be thrilled if the Chiefs have a 1,000-yard wide receiver this year. I mean, you just look at this core. It's nothing against them. It's the style the Chiefs are going to have to play this year. And by the way, this is not Travis Kelsey talk. He's obviously going to go over 1,000. He obviously helps the pass-catching core. I'm talking about actual wide receivers, not tight ends here. They're going to have to spread around the wealth a little bit. So I'd be surprised if a Chiefs wide receiver has any more than like seven or eight touchdowns and seven or 800 yards. But if they have two or three different guys that do that, it's cool. As far as Antonio Brown goes, and this is just me spitballing because I haven't heard anything. I haven't seen anything. I just happened to be checking out what free agents were out there, and his name came up. I know that it didn't work out necessarily with Pittsburgh. I know it didn't work out great in his short time with the Raiders. I know that it didn't go swell. Didn't work out great is kind of an overstatement with the Raiders. Okay. Did he play a game for them? I think, was it New England that he played a game and the Raiders he played none? What a run. They traded like a second round pick, I think, for him, and uh, they immediately had to lose. One day people are going to look at the back of his football card and be like, what? When the yeah, hell did he play for those teams? Not playing great is an overstatement there for the Raiders. But and he played all. But and you know I like big butts and I can't lie no Sarah. Listen, man, when he was on the field and when he was right between the ears, and that's a lot of ifs. And I can't even believe that I'm entertaining this conversation. But I feel like the Chiefs wide receiver core. If you look up and down the NFL, and if you really look up and down the division, it's probably on paper. Fourth out of four, meaning the worst in the AFC West. It probably went from being top 10. It's obviously going to be top 10 when you have Tyree Kill. And, you know, back in the day when they had Sammy Watkins and McCall Hardman, you know, had that year where he had what, 650 yards or whatever it was. But if you look at the Chiefs wide receiver core now, it feels like they need to add somebody. So, again, I'm not saying that they should go out there and call Antonio Brown and say, hey, man, we'll give you a whatever they have left, like, a couple of million bucks and see if you can make it work the way you have not made it work at every stop before. I know the last time that we saw this guy, he was throwing his shoulder pads off, running off the field. Everybody's talking about, okay, he's completely done, but is he, I mean, come on, like is what he did in the grand scheme of things so bad that we can't just look at it and say, all right, you know, like a lot of us, including me, Maybe some mental health issues. Maybe some stuff going on between the ears. But, damn, we need somebody on that football field. And when he's on there and when he's right, he's still really good. I mean, let's call it like it is. Antonio Brown came to the Kansas City Chiefs and went to St. Joe in training camp. And he started, you know, kissing babies and shaking hands and signing autographs. And in the first couple of games, he started looking like the real Antonio Brown. This city would get behind that guy like you've never seen before. And because he would be the Chiefs' best wide receiver right away. Again, Chris, I'm not saying that I want it to happen or I've seen any connection or anything like that. It is just curious that the Chiefs really need a true number one wide receiver or at least a dude that can go out there and potentially have double-digit touchdowns and 1,000 yards. And Antonio Brown is out there. Look, I understand us wanting to try to improve a part of the team that there's a big unknown about, which is the receiving. No, we know, and it stinks. No, we don't know. Actually, we don't. Um, So I understand why you would want to fix what is an unknown because we haven't had a lot of uncertainty on the offensive. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And aside from the offensive line and running backs last few years, but this isn't Madden. This is real life. And you don't just add players to your team and then they work out. I mean, if that was going to be the case, Antonio Brown would still be in Tampa right now. But he's not because the chemistry didn't work out very well. And he ended up alienating that team and ended up running off of the, off of the field in the middle of a game because he got his feelings hurt. Look, I understand us wanting to get as much as we can in terms of talent, but all three guys you named are question marks too. OBJ just tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. Oh, I've run ago. far and fast from him. So, I want nothing to and, do with and him. they're not going to get him anyways because he, he's not going to come here and, and not be the guy. So that's not going to happen. Um, but like Julio Jones is a big question mark. You had a, a big if on that if he stays healthy. Well, he's in his 30s now. A lot of question marks about whether he can stay healthy, especially because the last couple of years he hasn't been able to stay My healthy. My point is, though, that he's going to be cheap, and you've already gone out there and tried to basically find those type of dudes, but if old veteran stay, possession wide receivers. But if he can't stay healthy, then does he really have the kind of impact that you need to stretch out for Do to go get? Do you think that they know Juju Smith-Schuster, who played a total of two games last year, is going to stay healthy? Oh, they don't. They certainly, that's why they brought in MVS. That's why they drafted Sky Moore. Oh, there's depth. That's why they got McColl already. They're keeping him. They're going to see what they can get out of him. And I guarantee you they're going to try to use him the same way they did Tyreek. But you know damn years. well quantity at wide receiver means next to nothing. It's all about quality. And, but that's the thing, though, is like, how do we know that that Julio Jones is going to bring the kind of quality that you don't already have? No idea, but he's going to be cheap exact, and he's available. But that's my point, though, is like you're talking about a a, quali- a quantitative argument. Oh, let's just get him and we'll... That way, we if someone fails, we'll have someone else. But Stock like, them up. They're already stocked up. You're stocking up another question mark on a, on a team full of question marks you're receiving, core. I don't think that changes it. Is this why I suck at fantasy football? Probably. Is this why I played for 18 years in the same league and never made the playoffs? Yeah, because maybe you uh, maybe you picked some of them running backs when they was like 30, 31. Like, oh, let me let me draft Adrian Peterson as my number one running back. I think my problem's the name. <laughs> I think that I need to change my team name. Right now we're called the Minute Militia, named after the late great Minute Bull. I think it's time to change my team name. I think that's the issue. Yeah, that's probably good. That's idea. probably, it's probably good. to get rid of the, the 90s basketball references. All right, damn you. Now I'm not doing it. Malut Militia, Malut Militia <laughs> roll probably, on. Let's probably, let's probably get some more current player uh, player names here. So on the other side, we'll get to Chris's tweet. And I figured out what I'm doing for my girlfriend for her birthday this weekend. I've got it scheduled. I put down the deposit. And then I thought of a big problem that might arise. I'll tell you what that is coming up next right here on 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. What's good? Sports Machine, Sean Levine with my guy Chris Unocero and you taking you up until 9 o'clock right here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. You can check us out all over the world 
on the Odyssey app. Keep those texts rolling in, except for the guy that said that I'd be less entertaining than the Home Run Derby. He can stop texting. Everybody else, 913-586-7610 is the phone number. So I've been trying to do something remotely special for my girlfriend's birthday because she has a big one coming up this weekend. Is this supposed to be a surprise? Yeah, but I know she's not listening right okay, now. Okay, I was about yeah. to say, it's like, that's probably, it's probably not a good idea. To no, 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 she's, yeah. she's in the theaters right now seeing a movie. So. Yeah, okay, I was about to say. It was like, not to mention. People can tune, in, tune into this and well, they can hear us. Well, if I'm being real, like one in five shows, like maybe 20% of the time she's going to tune in. So. Maybe this might be that one in five. No, nah, she told me she's not. So unless uh, she's. She might be lying. Unless she's doing that reverse psychology stuff. And she might be Could lying. be. She's smarter maybe, than me. Maybe something happened. She, maybe she decided she, wouldn't, she didn't want to watch that movie. So. Well, she is listening. It's probably going to screw the whole thing. So hopefully she's not. But here's here's my plan. All right. So I was looking at different places to go horseback riding because she's like an outdoorsy girl and she likes to she loves animals and that type of thing. And I found this thing horseback riding at the Watkins Sea Ranch in Kansas City. And they offer a private guided tour through their acreage during sunset. That sounds good, right? I'm thinking to myself, like. How can she not like that? How can this possibly go wrong? Now, I looked at the temperature. It's 102 degrees. The damn horse might collapse out there, but that's the only thing I'm more, I might collapse out there. I'm more nervous about that than anything. But here's where I'm going to run into the issue, I think. So I got her a necklace with, like, she considers my dogs to be her dogs and all that. And we'll get married soon enough, and they will be all of our dogs. So I got her a necklace with all the dogs. We don't have any kids, by the way. With all the dogs' names on the necklace. And it's pretty nice. And they put it in a little jewelry thing. And then they wrapped it up for me. Now, what I was hoping was that they were going to wrap it up in, like, a big-ass box. So she'd have to undo the box. And then she'd like, get in there and see that it's just a piece of jewelry. My issue is this. I wanted to give her the present out there as we're going on the sunset, you know, romantic horseback ride out there at the walk and see ranch. But she's definitely going to think that that's a wedding ring, right? Like if I pull out that little box and all this other stuff's going on and it's her birthday and we're by ourselves on a private ride on horses and I pull out the little box, she's definitely going to think I'm going to propose to her, right? There's a chance. Okay. Well, I can't risk that. There's a chance. Dude, I think there's better than a chance. I think here's, she's gonna look at it and start crying and be like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, probably. Here's here's what you got. I can't. Risk. You can't do it out there. You got to do it at a at a location that's not quite as romantic. The so bar you don't get her hopes up. Take like, her to Johnny's. When you get back home, like you know how they do in the commercials or whatever, where it's like they're like sitting on the couch and the guy says something cheesy that no one ever says in real life, and he pulls out the box from behind him, and it's like a necklace or a bracelet or something. Yeah. That, that's, that's what you That's a do. good idea because she knows me, and I try to be a romantic. Like, I, I try to make a big deal of her birthdays and stuff, so she knows damn well that we wouldn't just be sitting on the couch and I just pull out the ring. No problem with people that do that for their proposal, but I don't know. Part of the reason I probably haven't pulled the trigger yet, to be honest with you, is because I haven't figured out, like, the creative way that I want to do it. So I mean, you could just – do like they do in a commercial and just pull it out from behind. Just you. pull it out, he says. Yeah, dude. Just right. dude, if you're worried about that, like it's simple. If she wants to marry you, it's not gonna be a deal breaker that you didn't do it in a in a romantic TV movie way. So I think you're good. Okay. Just pull it out. Like you're... if she down for the cause, like you can just like turn over in bed and hey dog, you wanna marry me real quick? All right. Like you can just do that and you'll be all right. <laughs> I'm not a romantic guy. My girlfriend hates it. I'm not Bro, a romantic it sounds guy. sounds like it. I'm not a very romantic guy. My best friend told me, he goes, you know how I proposed? We were in a huge fight, and I think she was about to break up with me, so I just wanted to show that it was real. 
And so I already had the ring, and I gave it to her. I'm like, that ain't the right time to do it. Yeah, that's that's not a no. <laughs> if y'all about, about to leave, if y'all about to break up, <laughs> not what, that, just that's, where you just, that's where you go take that ring back to the show. It's going strong. Though. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, your tweet from two hours ago. I don't know if it's going strong. I kind of disagree with it. So this is from um one Chris Uno Sarah verified account by the way. Uh, people are overblowing the Tyree Kill audio about the Chiefs having problems before the Buffalo loss. A lot of successful teams and a lot of sports have issues eternally that hurt the team. The Chiefs got through them. So if you don't know, Tyree Kill was talking about how maybe there was some dissension. Is that the right word? Maybe a, yeah, a, a, that's, that's a, a disconnect. Correct, that's a correct usage. Of and the here's word, the thing, yeah. man. I actually kind of agree with both of you. Now, obviously, they worked it out well enough to the point. Do you agree with Tyree Kill, too? Hang on, yeah. Okay, I was, I'll just, make, I was just making sure. Both y'all. I was making sure. You said both of us. I was like, who's yeah, the you, other you person? You and Tyreek. Who's the other party in, in this equation? You yeah. and Reek. All right. So I agree with you guys. One, I agree with you in general. Because the Chiefs hosted the AFC Championship game. So it's like if you just say all's well that ends well and that's the ultimate goal, then they obviously figured out what happened way earlier in the season. Where I agree with Tyree Kill, if I'm being real, it did feel like last year it was a little bit different than it had been the couple of years the Chiefs went to and won the Super Bowl. So the year they won the Super Bowl, right? They if if they were a roller coaster, if they were the Zambezi Zinger. There wouldn't be a whole lot of downs. People always talk about the ups and downs of the season. There weren't really a lot of downs. Like the games that the Chiefs lost were close. They were wildly entertaining. They obviously they had to make a couple of comebacks in the playoffs, but you look at the final scores. Like they did their thing in the postseason. That was an all time great team. The next year, when they came back and had sky high expectations, they rolled through the regular season, rolled through it like a joint. They damn near went undefeated that year when they played all their guys. And then obviously ended up losing in the Super Bowl. But it felt, I don't want to say easy or smooth, but as a fan, our expectations were essentially you go out there and win the Super Bowl, and if they don't win the Super Bowl, the season's going to be disappointing. Last year, it felt like, I'm not saying other teams caught up with them necessarily or that they took a step back. I'm just saying that as a fan, it didn't feel as easy. It didn't feel as smooth. And the reason that I bring that up is because heading into this upcoming season, Chris, there's no way you can make an argument. I'm the biggest Chiefs fan you're ever going to meet. Both my grandpas are, are sure? season ticket holders. I think the people who put face paint on their face and dress up and go to Chiefs games are bigger fans than you. I don't know, man. I mean, They're I weirder myself, fans. I consider myself a pretty big Chiefs fan, but I would never put face paint on and go at Arrowhead and cheer. And well, what degrees. do you define as the biggest Chiefs fan? Do I have to if paint X's on my face and wear every bit of gear like, that I have? If you're willing to do crazy things in in suboptimal weather, you're you're a much stronger fan than I am. And I love this team. So I, I, I don't know if that's true. I think, I think you might be overselling your fandom here. Have you seen my left butt cheek? I have no interest in seeing your I'm left butt I'm just asking because I may I, or may not have an arrowhead I tattoo have, on there. I don't. I think there's a lot of Chiefs fans with arrowheads tattooed on their ass. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Where was I anyway? I don't know. I took this train off the tracks now. Um, <laughs> the hell was I talking about? You, derail, you derailed it with your false statement. Well, I, like I said, I may or may not have yet said cheek. Oh, oh what I'm saying <laughs> is this. The other teams, especially in the division, made the biggest moves, I would say, of anybody this offseason, right? Like, it's hard to argue. For making a list of the biggest splashes this offseason, in some form or fashion, the three biggest moves all happened in the AFC West, and damn it, none of them were good for the Kansas City Chiefs. Whether you want to say Russell Wilson, actually, we're not going to say anything else. Let's just call it what it is. Russell Wilson going from Seattle to the Denver Broncos is the biggest move of the offseason. 
And it's largely based on the fact that he's a quarterback and a lot of the other moves are wide receivers and running backs and a pass rusher like Khalil Mack. But Carson Wentz changing teams or Matt Ryan changing teams, to me, it maybe makes their team a half a game better, a game better, maybe a game and a half. Maybe it takes a team like Indy and they win two more games and make the playoffs. It's a half a game. Well, I'm a gambler, so I'm a gambler. A half a game? Yeah, because yeah, win totals would be like nine and a half or ten and a half. So I'm like, I'm like, they don't give you credit for half a game. No, nah, no, nah, they don't. And I don't think anybody's ever won a half a game. I guess Nobody's unless you tie. No, I mean, I guess I think I think like a, a really good um, uh, a really good moral victory might count as a half. A nah, game. no, that's still it a depends loss. on the situation. No, nah, that's a loss. Like if Kansas, if Kansas, if victories. Kansas wins a football game, that's like a game and a half. They should get a game and a half in the standing. For sure, they should get three if that happens. If it's a division game, they should get like a, a Big Twelve game. Yeah. They should get five. And if they're an underdog in a division game, they should just go to a bowl game yeah, automatically absolutely. for that Not national winning. championship game. So, <laughs> so they're gonna be better this year, by the way. Anyway, <laughs> two wins. All right, enough. No need for that. Um, Chris Unocero, Sports Machine, Sean Levine, taking you up until 9 o'clock. Let me get this out before I forget it again. The biggest moves in the division all happen in the AFC West. I would say one, Russell Wilson. Say what you will about the Broncos roster and a new coach and all that stuff. Fine. They might not be great around Russell Wilson, but last year they were an okay football team, right? The defense was pretty good. They had a bunch of offensive guys that were injured. They changed what a lot of people thought was a problem in the head coach. And this dude's definitely better than Drew Locke. Is he prime Russell Wilson, let it cook, 40 touchdowns, seven interception guy from a couple of years ago? Dude, I hope not. Because if he is, and we'll go over the Broncos schedule the first half compared to the Chiefs schedule the first half. By the numbers, the Chiefs have the second most difficult schedule before the bye. The Broncos have the second easiest schedule. How does that work? But we'll talk about that coming up here in a little while. I mean, man, like the Raiders added what you could argue the best wide receiver in football with Devontae Adams coming over from Green Bay. Obviously, Khalil Mack, I don't think he's the guy that he used to be, but the Chargers got a whole lot better. Then you look at the Chiefs the offseason, and you go, what was the biggest thing that happened to them? It was clearly not an addition. It was a subtraction of Tyree Kill. So all I'm saying is that any issues that might have come out of that Buffalo game or started to kind of show their ugly head, if they didn't completely go away, and at some point that's why the Chiefs didn't go on and win the Super Bowl, at this point, it's going to become much more difficult for the Chiefs to win divisions and to win Super Bowls than it has been since Patrick Mahomes has been the starting quarterback. Like from this point going forward, because partially because he became so expensive, so you can't just go out and Say, oh, we'll overpay for Sammy Watkins. We'll overpay for Frank Clark. Now you've got to make shrewd moves, so you can't just go out there and give, you know, Orlando Brown whatever he's asking for. You have to give him what you want to pay him. That's one. And two, there's no doubt that the rest of the division is getting better, and the walls are kind of closing in on the Chiefs being that dominant team. I mean, just for the gamblers out there. I know Chris isn't one because he clowned me on my half a game. Bro, if you want to bet the Chiefs to win the division, to win the AFC West, like a futures bet, this date last year, they were minus 500. That's how sure that Las Vegas was the Chiefs are going to win the division. If you want to bet them right now, plus 150. You can make – it's just crazy. So, anyway, teams are somewhat catching up with the Chiefs. If I had to bet a free million bucks, I still think they end up taking the division, but it is, uh, it's definitely getting dicey. All right, coming up on the other side. It is the All-Star game. The Royals sent their customary – one. It made me think, though, I got a list of like four or five guys that I want to know 
do these dudes end up in the Royals Hall of Fame? We'll talk about that coming up next right here. 610 Sports Radio. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hey, Kansas City, it's Bobby Wood Jr., and you're listening to the home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio. Do I wear a cup when I go horseback riding, or is that what the saddle does? Does it kind of take I, care I'm, of that? I'm not a horseback riding expert. Oh well, so I'll, I'm, I'll, I'm not the I'm not the guy. I'll wear one just in case, you know. You know, I, the, I might I might have it on anyway. The J Southland Toe Service is usually good for these kind of questions. Hey, help me out nine one three five eight six seven six ten. If we're taking a ride like a two hour jaunt on a horse, do I wear a cup? Is it going to like jostle the boys down there? Anyway, I need to know. Um, nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Chris, you've been watching those wrestling specials. Those uh, I watched the one last night on Goldberg. It was just it got my it was just an unbelievable. Um, I saw the one on I've seen four of them. I saw Jake the Snake, I saw Goldberg, I saw Macho Man. Who's the other Undertaker? Are those the ones on A and E? Yes, I have not seen them, but like I know. A oh, lot they of, are so I good. Yeah, they do such a good job with those. Although it was a trip to kind of like go back in time and see those guys before they were these big time famous wrestlers, like. The Undertaker, like he had this whole career before he became the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, me what? and Mark Callis yeah. and all those other names that yeah. he used in WCW. Yeah, yeah. he tried all these different things, yeah. and then eventually they were like, well, maybe this six foot seven, scary-ass-looking dude can play the dead man. And then he became, I don't know, is he the most, is he the most recognized wrestler of all time? No. No? Probably. Stone Cold? Uh, maybe the, the rock. rock. The rock. I mean, Stone Cold's right behind the, the him. Rock's but the Rock's got crossover appeal, though. Because, He's an actor. That's not. Because, that's not really fair. Yeah, because he. But that's the thing, though. Is like he. He's still recognizable. I mean, and a lot of those guys, like Hulk Hogan and them, tried acting too. Steve Austin tried acting. He they just weren't very good at it. But, oh yeah, I saw that movie. Know. Yeah. Hulk Hogan might be that. I mean, I hate to say it, but he still might be the answer. Like Hulk Hogan walks into a bar, older, everybody recognizes amongst him. Amongst the older generation, no. sure. But The Rock is a bigger star than Hulk Hogan is. Oh, I'm saying we got to take The Rock out of it. He's the, he might, you the can't Rock might take be, The Rock out of it. He the, was a wrestler and the, he got popular. What I'm saying is The Rock might be the most recognizable person yeah. on the planet. No, a he's, wrestler he's, not, or otherwise. he's not the most. No, no. He's top five. No. Yeah, no. he's top five. No. What athlete is more recognizable than The Rock? LeBron James? No, he's not. Yeah. I don't think so. Kobe? Kobe's a huge deal in well, China. Okay. I yes. Mean, he's also yes. deceased. Michael I, Jordan? Yes. I don't know. You Tom think, Brady? Cristiano Ronaldo? Lionel Messi? I don't way think so. Way better stars than The Rock. No, but if Cristiano yes. Ronaldo comes... Cristiano Ronaldo is a way... Maybe not in the United States, but in the rest of the world, Cristiano Ronaldo is a way bigger star yes, than The but Rock. but what I'm telling you is if Messi came to Kansas City, he could walk down the plaza and not well, get bothered for a few saying, minutes at United least. States, if The Rock was on the plaza, it would take two seconds. To, if Messi went to London... More people would notice him than they would notice The Rock. Even though The Rock is huge, he's 6'5". Lionel Messi's a bigger star everywhere he else in the world. He can fit Messi in his pocket. Doesn't mean he's, he's a little not, fella. That doesn't mean, that Messi's little not, fella. that doesn't mean that Messi's not recognizable. People would know Messi immediately. I don't know, man. Messi's I'm, a I, way bigger star. You put The Rock over in Europe, he's much more recognizable than Messi is on the plaza. No, he's, no. The plaza, yeah. That's, that's all I'm plaza. saying. That's a pla- but that, the plaza. The problem with the plaza? Is the plaza your defining method for noticeability for an athlete around it, the it world? It is. It's like a that's good a, melting pot of people sounds like a terrible criteria you ever been there on a saturday night yes, there's I've rich there. poke and there's, there there's rich saturday. and there's poor and that's, that it's awesome a, and it's scary and it's all the above that's, that's not a very good way to measure notoriety around the world all right fair enough 
I'm just saying, Messi walks down the street in Kansas City. Eventually, like after 10 minutes, some dude goes, I think that's the best yeah, soccer yeah. player in the if world. The, if the, the Rock's rock, mobbed. If the Rock walks mobbed. down the street in Argentina, everybody oh. just thinks he's a big guy. No, you're crazy. You're nuts. Absolutely. You're nuts. All right. Chris Unocero, Sports Machine, Sean Levine, taking you up until 9 o'clock. Hey, there's no sports going on right now. What do you want from me, you know? Um, I mean, we got the we got the home run derby about to come up, and they got they 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 wheeled Chris Berman back out there to do it again. Back, 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 back. It was, I, I did. It, it got old in 05. It got old when I was in middle of my high school. I years. thought that is old, old. I thought that until 2012, until he did the Kansas City one, and then and it's funny because Danny got suspended from the radio station. And he couldn't go to the All-Star game, and I didn't have tickets. So he was like, let's just watch it at the crib. And we did with the volume on. And it was funny hearing all the, like, local Kansas City places the home runs went to. He was like, that one went to DeSoto. That one ended up in Olathe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He pulled up the maps. Was, he pulled up the maps <laughs> app on his that iPhone. That pretty good. And just looked at the local That one landed in Lake Lottawana. Yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm good, bro. I'm good. That's not, no, nah, no. Nah. The back back that's that got old like 15 years ago. I'm good on it. Like it was cool when I was like 15, 14, 15. I'm good on it now. To be fair though, when there's 150 home runs hit, you can only say so many things. You cannot say the same thing over and over again. <laughs> that's that's a fair like point. Like you, whenever I listen to Steve, or both Steves, Fizz and Stu, or I listen to Lefevre, or I listen to Denny Matthews, they've called plenty of home runs in their careers. They don't say the same thing every time there's a home run. Lefevre calls Bobby Witt Jr. every time. Yeah, but still, like they they do a very good job of mixing it up. That's your job when you are a play by play guy. You got to mix things up. You can't say the same thing over and over again. You got to do better, Chris Berman. I, I know I understand you're an ESPN great, but you got to yeah, do better. Rumbling, bumbling, stumbling, rumbling, bumbling, stumbling is actually that's a good call. He's Jeff Paper Bagwell. Um, anyway, so we were talking a little bit of Royals baseball. There is Wit. A Royals Hall of Famer? Because if you look at the Royals Hall of Fame before Whit Merrifield, like before, I guess. Oh, Whit Merrifield. Whit Merrifield. Like, not Bobby Whit like, Jr. Not like, what? Sorry, let me be more specific. Okay, you got to yeah, specify. Yeah, you had this look on your face. I'm like, what? Is it like, that dumb of a question? I was like, bro, he's not in half a season. You look at me. I'm like, dude, I've said way stupider are things. We, are we projecting or what? Okay, here's that a, makes Bobby Whit, Whit Merrifield. That makes sense. Here's the okay. thing about Whit Merrifield. So if you look at the Royals Hall of Fame before they got real good in 2014, 2015, where basically everybody's going to be in there, right? Like at some point, Haas is in, Moose is in, Kane's in, Salvi's in, Gordon's in, uh, the entire bullpen's probably in. So I don't know what they're going to do about that because they're going to have to completely double the actual square footage of the Hall of Fame once they decide to put those guys in. That being said, Witt hasn't exactly had the best timing when it comes to his professional baseball career. So think about it. The Royals were looking for an upgrade at infield when they had Omar Infante, right, on the World Series team. They decided to go out there and pay for Ben Zobris. Well, they had this guy at the minor league level that was getting old whose name was Whit Merrifield, and they thought, eh, he needs a little bit more seasoning. Well, all he did was come up the year after that, after the Royals won the World Series, and they pretty quick went, oh, holy wit. This guy's a lot better than we thought he was. Then the next year he's out there and he hit 300. The year after that, he's leading the league in stolen bases and hits and all that stuff. Timing wasn't really his forte because Witt would have fit in perfectly. Whit Merrifield, that is. Would have fit in perfectly with all those dudes in that 2014-15 run where not only were they fun to root for and they were good dudes that you want to take home to mom, he just would have absolutely molded in perfectly with that team. So 913-586-7610 on the text line. I got a few guys that I want to know about. Whit Merrifield, 
is he a Hall of Famer? The only reason that I would say, the only reason I would even question it is because he's never been on a winning Royals team. That's not his fault. It's in spite of his, I mean, he's been great, especially per his contract. You could argue the last four years, Whit Merrifield and the Royals have had the, the Royals, I should say, not Whit Merrifield, he got screwed. The Royals have had the best contract of anybody in big league baseball. So is he a Hall of Famer? James Shields, is he a Royals Hall of Famer? And you kind of have to look at his time after he left, like how important James Shields was to the culture, to the young pitching staff of the Royals, before you judge that one. Zach Grinke, I want to know if you guys think Zach Grinke's a Royals Hall of Famer. Grinke's a weird one, too, because he played so long here. He's probably going to finish his career here. And in between, by far, he had his best years. Like, that's when he became a baseball Hall of Famer outside of his time here in Kansas City. And then, like, what did the Royals do with Cueto and Zobrist? They just get a plaque or something like that on the wall? Anyway, we'll talk about it more on the other side. And I saw Jurassic World. I got strong thoughts on this. We'll talk about that coming up. Bank at Night, 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Dude from the 816. I read it wrong the first time. At first, I thought it was saying, Wit is a Royals Hall of Famer. Come on, man. But it actually says, Wit as a Royals Hall of Famer. Come on, man. That's how important that one letter is. All right. I mean, I was just looking like, why not? He's played for seven years, so it's not a longevity thing. He's got a career 290 average or 286, and that's even though he's hitting awful so far. This season, he's led the league in stolen bases. He led the league in hits. He can play multiple positions. Like, is Ben Zobrist a Tampa Bay Hall of Famer? I don't know the answer to that, by the way. But something tells me that he probably is. Damn it, if he's a Rays Hall of Famer, you could look back, honestly, at Witt's career and say that we used to say that he was kind of a poor man's Ben Zobrist, that he was a better version of Ben Zobrist here in Kansas City. So, again, just curious what you guys think about those certain guys. 913-586-7610. I think Wit is. I think it's too. It'll be like a begrudging announcement and induction. I feel the opposite. I think people are going to be begging for a royal other than Salvador Perez during this era. I mean, who else no, would you even talk no about? No one's going to beg. I'm talking for about like over the last like era. six or seven years. No one's going to beg okay. for anyone. Oh, that's a little strong. Nobody's begging. Terrible. Nobody's begging. It's a bad team. Nobody, right, nobody's no begging. No one's sitting around. No one's begging for Mike Sweeney to get into the Hall of Fame, to the Royals Hall of Fame, when he didn't seven years ago. It, it happened. I was like, I was like, eh, I guess no, that's he a good point. It. Like, like, look. The fans don't want to remember the bad times. They don't want to remember the times where the team was terrible. So, look, we'll get in because, like, there's not a whole lot of options here. I mean, it's not like we've had, you know, decades and decades of great Royals no, baseball no, here. No. So, you know, most of the most of those Hall of Famers came pre-2000. Did so. you see, though, who got drafted? Um, so a lot of sons of former players, like the number one pick was right. Matt Holiday's kid. Yeah. That's, you know, that happens. You got the good genes. Carl Crawford's kid got drafted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you see that Dayton Moore's kid got drafted? No, I did not. So, I, I didn't dive so, that deep into the. Well, you, sh- you, you shouldn't have because you have a life. Good for <laughs> I tur- you. I turned it on I a little did. bit. I turned it on a little bit last night just to see where the Royals would draft. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, I've read that name on Keith Law's thing. And then I turned it off and went to the store. So the name Robert Moore sounds like a politician. Robert, vote for Robert Moore. Robert Moore is Dayton Moore's son, 
who played here at Shawnee Mission. I'm sure somebody knows. 913-586-7610. What Shawnee Mission did he play at, guys? And uh, and then he went on to play at Arkansas. I believe was a second-round pick. Now, I'm like you. I didn't dive too deep into it. It popped up, and I went, no kidding. Who knew? The only reason that kind of caught my attention is this. The Royals have screwed up so many picks over the past. And we don't have to go over some of these names like Ash Russell and was Nolan Watson a guy? Did I make that name up? Uh, it sounds like a baseball I'm player. pretty sure it is, right? It's um, like, probably a Nolan Watson. You go on baseball reference, it's probably a Nolan Watson. Ten of them. Here. Fifteen of them. I think that maybe Bubba Starling, and again, this is just me spitballing, maybe scared the Royals away from trying to get that quote-unquote local kid for a while because Bubba had everything that you could possibly want. If Kansas City baseball is ever going to produce a superstar, Bubba Starling was his name, right? Like the kid that could have played football at Notre Dame or Nebraska, the kid from our own backyard. Everybody watched him play high school. His name is Bubba. I know it's a nickname, but he goes by Bubba Starling. Like that was it. And then we saw him on the field eventually. And um, yeah, that didn't, didn't work out great. It's just crazy for me to see that Dayton Moore's kid. Last time I checked, Dayton Moore still has a pretty good amount of pull with this organization. And he got drafted in the second round. I don't know. You want to talk about what would be an unbelievable story. You bring in Dayton Moore's kid. He comes up in a couple of years and helps save the franchise. But anyway, he ended up with uh, some other baseball team, not the Royals. You think Dayton Moore was like, oh, no, that's a local kid. I'm not going to draft him. <laughs> I don't think Dayton you think said that's that. What he, you think that but Dayton's the one that's make he makes the calls there. I so think that it'd be very difficult. You think John Sherman's like, oh, no, don't draft your kid, Dayton. No, if he thought if Dayton was sure that his kid was worth being picked at ninth overall. He'd have drafted. I'm not saying kid. they should have taken him ninth overall. I'm saying if he's available and you've got a bunch of high picks, baseball is so weird with the draft where it's not like football and basketball, where in football, if you have a number one overall pick, you hope that turns into Peyton Manning, like a hall of famer in basketball. If you have a number one pick, I mean, I, I, I more so like Patrick Mahomes. Fine, for that. but he wasn't the number one pick, so it doesn't work for my example. <laughs> All right. I want a Patrick Mahomes. I didn't say the, number one the top overall. 10 pick. If you're in basketball and you want number one pick, you at least hope to get like a Dwight Howard, a guy that can change your franchise for a while, like a Hall of Fame type maybe, of player. Maybe not 2022, Dwight Howard. An old school, like when you get him out of the draft for a few years. Baseball ain't that way. You get these guys, it's a total crapshoot in baseball. Look at the Royals and how they've been able to build themselves up historically. The only time that it really worked was when they had that wave of players come up at the exact same time, right? Like, they found Salvador Perez. They traded for Alcides Escobar and Lorenzo Cain. They brought up Mike Moustakis and uh, and um, and uh, Eric Cosmer. They uh, Same thing with, like, Danny Duffy and your Donovan Tura. It was a wave of players. That generally doesn't happen. So when it comes to the baseball draft, all I'm saying is if Dayton Moore's kid was out there and he's a second-round pick – you think maybe they could have made something work? I don't know. I'm just saying. I I, I saw I just his highlights. He maybe he was like, "There's a better player than my son," and he did the responsible thing as a general manager, and he drafted who? Well, now he's president, but essentially he still he still calls. Take he, he calls the shots there. Take your like kid. I guarantee you. What I'm he, telling you is a second round you, pick. He was sitting there thinking, okay, this this kid I'm going to pick is better than with my no son. research done at all. I'm telling you this that wherever this guy was drafted in the second round, that's a little research I did. I don't even know where he went. The chances of him being just as good as whoever the Royals took at number nine are about the same historically. Yeah, we the thing is that we just don't 
because it's such a crapshoot drafting is, you got to trust yourself and your instincts and believe that you know more than everyone else. So, so when you're playing a pickup game and like your cousin or your brother's playing with you and he knows that you ain't that good, you know, like you can set a screen and grab a rebound. He still has to pick you pretty high. No, no. He don't no, have to no, pick you doesn't. first, no, but he can't doesn't. pick no. you last. I, if, I'll tell you this. I suck at basketball. If I was playing with my friends and they picked me high, I'd be like, what the hell are you doing? That's I'm a homie move right there. No, don't do that. You don't. That's how that's, you know that's your dog. That's No, no. That's how I know he's my, he's my dog is because he's my friend, not because he picked me highly in a, in a terrible uh, roster decision. You, you don't pick. You don't pick your the people that you're related to out of nepotism. That's called, that's how you lose games. Nah, right? that's, that's how, how you run you, the that's court. That's how a lot of these coaches get end your up, skinny ass cousin out there. Gets you more jumpers. End up, end up failing because of nepotism. All no, right. you don't just hire people because they're your friends. You hire people that do the job the best. I'm not saying you hire people for your friends. I'm saying in a game of pickup ball, you can't let your homie be the last pick. That's a terrible look. If he's worth being the last pick, then let him be the last pick. Your dog, he man. should step his game up. Your dog. All right. I guess the home run derby starting, they tell me. So coming up on the other side, um, I don't know if I'm going to update on it because I don't care, but I do have several ideas to make it a whole lot better. And there was a theft at Disney World. Did you guys hear about this? Wait till I tell you it got stolen. Two more hours coming up. Bank at night, 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.